Welcome to the Youth School Podcast, where we believe inside of everybody there is a great story waiting to be discovered and lived. This is the show where we guide you on your journey in discovering what your story could be. It's your life. Don't let anybody else write it. This is Scott Schimmel. I'm the president and chief guide of the U School. Today, we're doing a different format. All you're going to listen to is me. <laughs> Drum roll. It's just me. Uh, not that we couldn't find someone to interview. We got plenty of interesting people to have conversations with. But we have some thoughts to share. And I want to experiment with this format. Get your feedback. Uh, because we're really active on a blog and uh, creating content that's relevant, meaningful, dynamic, specifically for people who are in a season of life where things are changing. You know what I mean? Where you got big decisions to make, where big decisions have been made for you. For instance, maybe you got fired, maybe you're getting kicked out of the military, maybe your girlfriend dumped you. Those are decisions that have been made for you. And on the flip side, Oftentimes, we make the decisions. It's time to graduate. It's time to move on from this relationship. It's time to move on from this job. Or, as we keep hearing from folks, oftentimes a transition isn't marked necessarily by a big life transition change or a big stage of life. It's more by the internal sense that this just isn't working. The way life is going just isn't working. So, today, we're in this context of this month where the theme is pick a fight. Pick a fight with your life. Pick something with your life that can energize you and organize what you do and how you do it. Here's a statistic, and I'm sure you've heard this statistic before. 70% of the workplace is disengaged. And I've always wondered, does that mean if you've got 100 workers, 70 out of 100 go to work and they're just not paying attention they're not giving their all they're not bringing energy they're not bringing creativity they're not bringing their best or does it mean 100 out of 100 workers are only engaged 30 percent of the day regardless it's a statistic that likely if you're like me rings true if you've been listening and paying attention not only to your own life but to friends of yours when you don't enjoy work when the job that you have sucks, when the work that you do every day does not make you feel like you come alive or that you're contributing or that it's meaningful or that you're growing or that you have something unique to add, it ruins almost everything else in your life. The way, a big part of the origin story of the U School, at least my side of the story, was a few years ago, about seven, eight years ago, after working with thousands of college students over the course of a decade, I decided to go track down students that had been through the program that I'd helped run on different college campuses around San Diego. So I ended up tracking down 400 alumni. These were people that were no longer students. They were off in the world, normal people. I'd say normal, however, they all had degrees from top universities so highly educated they had been through not only a top university but also through a leadership development program that i ran which meant that they had 
direct mentoring. They had leadership training. They had faith and character formation. They had served. They had been on teams. They likely learned how to uh, engage and resolve conflict. They, they were very equipped students being prepared to go and impact the world. That was the whole plan of the organization I used to work for. I decided to track down 400 of them and have really very conversational interviews. The big topic was, how's life since you graduated college? And these were young people that weren't just graduated, because I wasn't necessarily interested in someone's transition from college from 22 years old for the first couple of years. I just had a sense from my own experience and all the people that I knew that that was a unique challenge. There's really no point to go and ask how they're doing. They're not doing well. Everything's disorienting and confusing. So rather than find the recent college grads, what I decided to do was go track down. These were uh, alumni from our program from different colleges and universities that were in their late 20s to early 30s. People that were a cross section of the kinds of majors that they studied, uh, the degrees that they had, the schools that they were on, and now what they were doing in the world. A big cross section. The main question was, how are you doing? How's life since college? And because of the organization I used to work for, there was a particular orientation that I had towards uh, their experience of faith and leadership post-college. So how are you doing? That was the big question. What I heard was this, 397 out of 400 young people uh, told me this same story. Uh, from a faith perspective, that was no longer a top priority or value. It was more on the back burner. From a leadership and impact perspective, that was not on the radar really at all. And what I heard them say were things like, thank you for checking in. No one ever asked me how I'm doing. And since you're asking, I gotta tell you, I'm not doing well. I am pretty lonely. I don't have a close group of friends and I haven't since I graduated. And I am pretty bored in how I live my life. And, and this is back to the conversation that we're having. And I don't like what I do for a living. I hate my job. So it wasn't just some, it wasn't just half. And it wasn't all, it was 397 out of 400. Whatever that math is, whatever that percentage is, it's pretty much all of them. All of them saying to me in honesty, and I wasn't fishing for this, I was actually looking for good success stories. That was the whole point of what I was doing. I wanted to track down and hear impact stories that I can go and share and inspire and motivate other people. What I heard, though, was this raw sense of, I'm not doing well. This is not what I thought my life would be. And the older that I heard them get, the more that I heard them say, this is a, uh, uh, friends of mine that were in their, at that point, early 30s. What I heard them say, the older that they got was, I'm not happy, I'm lonely, I'm bored, I don't like my work, but I guess that's just the way it is. I guess that's just the way it is. The younger they were, the more sense of maybe discouragement or um, anxiety or uh, energy to figure this out. I gotta figure this out. Maybe I should go to a grad program, maybe I should switch careers. And uh, But the older they got, the more resigned they sounded. Now this reminds me of someone else uh, that we've worked with. We've had the opportunity to work with a bunch of different veteran groups helping veterans think through transition in their lives. I remember hearing one veteran as we were 
walking him through the, the our, our program, the process of self-reflection and figuring out who they are and, and what matters to them and doing not just self-reflection, but conversations with mentors and peers. At one point, about halfway through this program, it was a veteran that was very involved as a volunteer to a large veteran organization. And, and a part of that uh, volunteering role meant that he uh, participated actively in community service throughout the year. And he was expressing how much that community service made him come alive throughout the year, how much, uh, how meaningful it was to him, how um, every time he had the opportunity to do that, reminded him of who he was, reminded him of his purpose, and um, helped him just feel like life is worth living. But here's what he said. He said, but I don't get to serve the community every day. In fact, it's only adds up to about a week a year. The rest of the time, and I'm going to censor this because there might be some children listening to this podcast. Uh, he said, uh, and I quote, the rest of the year, I return to my blank job in my blank life. That's the problem. Everybody wants, as we ask questions, everybody wants, as far as I've heard, everybody wants their life to be full of meaning. Everybody wants their life to be impactful. Everybody wants significance. Everybody wants to live out their purpose. They want to contribute. They want to make a difference. They want to know that they matter. But most people have, I'll call it, the Sunday feels. Now, you know what I'm talking about? The Sunday feels is that feeling in the pit of your stomach when you wake up on a Sunday and you realize, tomorrow I'm going back to work. And when you got the Sunday feels, it doesn't just, it doesn't just color how you, you experience work. It's ruining Sunday. It's ruining the time that you have with likely the most meaningful people in your life, your family and your close friends. And it ruins the things that you enjoy doing because you keep thinking it's this cloud over you. It's this pit in the deep your, in the, in the, in the middle of your stomach. I got to go back to work tomorrow. I got to go back and do something that's not meaningful. It's not impactful. It doesn't feel significant. It's not my purpose. I don't feel like I'm contributing. I don't think I'm making a difference. And I don't know if I even matter in the midst of this most people have the sunday feels most people have it most people have the sense of i do not enjoy my work and when you do not enjoy your work it impacts and i say ruins everything else so then what do people do a lot of people search for something they search for a spark they do crossfit and get all into it they get really into things like craft beer they start going back to get more degrees uh, because they don't know what else to do they're trying to fix it uh, they have higher level of anxiety they have a higher level of insecurity is this how my life is going what if i don't figure this out where does this lead more depression uh, and and uh, like uh, uh, the deepest part of the definition of depression i feel depressed i feel like i'm giving up remember that quote i think it's from henry david thoreau if i can remember way back in high school the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation quiet desperation leading a life of quiet desperation and here's where i think the conversation goes and that's what this episode is about here's where the conversation goes that i'm going to call this unhelpful self-help Unhelpful self-help, self-unhelp. <laughs> 
if you happen to express what I'm just talking about, the Sunday feels, you don't feel like your life is impactful or meaningful. You And if you show this to a friend, likely from a friend, you're going to hear something to the effect of, well, all you got to do is find your passion. All you got to do is figure out what makes you come alive and then go do it. And if you turn on Instagram, open up Instagram, you're going to probably see, uh, if depending on who you're following, a thousand different accounts that will say something like that. Find your passion. Find your purpose. Find your why. As soon as you figure that out, everything else gets organized. And as you're on Instagram, as you're opening up Instagram, it gets worse. Uh, I've been calling it lately the Instagram effect, where most people are posting, sharing the best parts of their lives, their best vacations, their triumphs at work. Most of the time, the people that I follow happen to be very successful or famous. And if you're already feeling the Sunday feels and you open up Instagram, you see someone that's living, quote, their best life, crushing it on a Sunday, crushing it at work. They've got tens of thousands of followers. Their abs look better than yours. Their tans better than yours. They're more charming than you. It actually adds to that sense of isolation, that sense of disconnection from yourself. It actually uh, it makes it worse. It makes it worse. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. There's a thousand cliches in this unhelpful self-help. It's about passion. It's about finding your why. It's about finding your purpose. If you happen to Google this, uh, how do I help? How do I find my purpose? For example, you're going to see tens of thousands, millions of articles and books. And if you find a bookstore, if you can, if you have one in your town still, and you go to the business section or the self-help section, you're going to see a lot of books around this, how to design your life, how to find your purpose. And what we're finding, I guess the, the common sense observation is with all of this talk about why and purpose, with all the resources, with all the talks, with all of the websites, with all the books, with all the, uh, the TED Talks, it, it, you know, why do we still have this problem? Why can I go and interview 400 people and 99% of them have that sense of quiet desperation? And why do we still feel this, this aimlessness? If, if the answer was already there, then why do we still have this problem? So just a you know, reality check at this point, because I'm gonna, what I'm going to lead to in this episode is our perspective. That's a unique perspective, and I call it an uncommon sense perspective on uh, figuring out meaning and purpose in your life. Uh, but you know, just the reality check is it, it's called work for a reason, right? It, work is hard. Uh, and not just work is hard, life is hard. Life is hard, right? Like the world is hard. world is filled with brokenness and conflict and strife. And many people, maybe most people, have an experience of this world where there are systems at odds with their flourishing. And so um, this is not rosy. It, it, uh, there is no secret. <laughs> uh, even those people who have found meaning and purpose in their lives still struggle. There's stress. You cannot escape it. You can change how you respond to it. You can align your life more to be in your sweet spot. And that's what we're talking about. But it's called work for a reason. It's always going to be hard. All right. So what if there was a way? What if there was a way to get clear about who you are, to find purpose, to experience meaning, 
to know that your life is impactful. You're making a difference. What if there was a way? And it didn't involve taking a BuzzFeed quiz. It didn't involve an aptitude test. It didn't involve knowing your Myers-Briggs or StrengthsFinder or Enneagram number or DISC profile. What if there was a way, and this is what I think we've been discovering, and I'm just going to share three thoughts and then wrap this thing up. Number one, don't search for your purpose. I'm going to tell you, do not search for your purpose. Do not try to find your purpose. Don't do it. I mean, if you want to, if you've got a lot of time on your hands, if you're into campfire conversations, talk about it, think about it, but don't search for your purpose as though that is going to be the answer. Don't search for this clarifying set of words and phrases that is going to help organize everything. The vast majority of people, in my experience, even when they've written down a purpose statement for themselves, still don't use it. So there's a lot of problems, I think, with a purpose, trying to find your purpose, doing that exercise. Number one, it's too existential. It's too broad. It's too vague. It's too complex. It's a bigger, weightier question. Why am I here? That's purpose. Why am I here? Gosh, I mean, even those from a very clearly formed faith tradition, you know, there's a lot of different answers. Even within my own Christian theology, there's, there's a lot of different answers. And usually people who have an answer are very dogmatic and black and white about that answer until you talk to someone else down the pew who's got the other answer that also is very dogmatic. Don't search for your purpose. That's the first point. Number two, and here's where we're going to share what we've been learning, a mission. A mission is more helpful. And you've probably heard those terms, especially if you've been part of an organization. There's purpose statements, mission statements, values. <laughs> there's, it goes on and on and on. There's goals, there's thematic goals, there's BHAGs, there's a ton of stuff. A mission. A mission is, and this is the third thing we're talking about, mission is about a problem to solve. A mission is time bound. It's what you're focusing on, what you're trying to do, what the problem you're trying to solve for the next, let's say, six months or six years. It's what's most important now. It's clear. It's honest. It'll, if you have a mission, you'll know if you're accomplishing it or not, which is different than a purpose. It informs what you do. It helps you know how to spend your time, how to make choices, how to spend your money. When you've got a mission and it's clear and you review it, it will be a mirror to you. It will help organize everything. It will help everything become meaningful. If you've got a mission and a problem to solve, it can change your experience of life. And so that's, that's the crux of this episode. That's what we're going to leave you with. On our blog, we've got a bunch of articles over the past month that talk more about mission versus purpose. How do you figure out your mission? And ultimately, this life script course that we've designed for the past six years, used it with 15,000 plus people. We help people discover and clarify not only who they are and what they believe in and what kind of person they want to be, not just uh, to figure out what their strengths are, the kind of uh, people they want to be around and belong to, but I'd say most importantly, we help them clarify their mission, the problem that they are here to solve right now. And the feedback that we get from people is that it changes everything in their life. And so 
hope you enjoyed this episode love to see you as a part of the blog we've also got some freebies some pdfs to give to you whether you're an athlete or a coach a veteran a student a parent an educator go to our website let us give you some free articles and guidebooks and be your guides so you can clarify what your mission is take care Hey, thanks for joining us on the Use Goal Podcast. You can find other episodes like this one, as well as a bunch of other free resources for students, parents, schools, athletes, and veterans on our website, theuseful.com. Remember, it's your story. Don't let anybody else write it.